Steam Deck UI finally comes to desktop and I'm up to my ears with Valve rumors both hardware and software. Some people are pointing to a Steam Deck 2 in 2024 or even late 2023, but I'm not so sure that's the case. So what exactly is Valve up to? Well, let's get into it. What's good that gang, if you're wondering what in the world that intro was, well stay tuned to the end of my video where I have a channel update that includes a giveaway. So it's been a while since my last traditional deck news roundup. I used to do these weekly, but the Steam Deck news has slowed down quite a bit. Not so for the last week, so I have a packed episode for you guys including deck UI to desktop, some interesting leaks and rumors, awesome games to add to your wishlist, and really cool stuff from the community that you didn't know you needed. So without any further delay, let's start with the new big picture mode on desktop. Valve has finally blessed us with the Steam Deck UI on desktop mode. This goes for Windows, Linux, and even Mac OS. It's a two or three step process to get this updated and it is on the beta channel, so be aware of that. To get this working yourself, first make sure you opt into the Steam client beta in the settings menu, then update your Steam shortcut or create a new one to include the gamepad UI parameter. Finally, you may need to check for Steam client updates. After doing this, the new deck UI will be available by way of the shortcut that you modified to include the gamepad UI parameter. Technically, this does not actually replace big picture mode yet because there's no way to get back to desktop mode from here. For now, it's either one or the other. Either you use a shortcut that launches you into the new UI or you use a shortcut that launches you into the traditional desktop. Also, it's still in beta, so there are some weird quirks about using it, like how it still has a lot of deck specific phrasing, including whether or not the game is deck verified. In any case, if you're wondering why this is so exciting, I actually made an in-depth Twitter thread about the wonderful features that this brings. This is now the best way to navigate a game library with a control pad. Big picture mode was fine, but this is less clunky and it actually allows you to navigate your collections. It also sports a much more convenient way to change accounts, and that's a really nice addition if you have multiple users. When it comes to in-game functionality, the Steam overlay hasn't been updated in an extremely long time. Well, now you have access to guides and achievements right there. You, you can get here with either the guide button on a controller or shift and tab on a keyboard. There's also a version of the quick access menu. You can get to this by pressing guide plus A with a pad or by pressing control plus two on the keyboard once you're already in the Steam overlay. Here you can see your friends as well as turn on an FPS overlay. There's no performance overlay like the Steam Deck even on Linux, but this is still quite nice and I'm hoping we get the performance overlay on Linux eventually. I'd say store navigation is also better not to mention navigation the settings with a controller. The Fox also made a video about how this works on the Steam Deck using Windows and it sounds like quick access button now works as intended which is absolutely awesome. Overall this is a great update and I'm looking forward to seeing this get pushed to the stable branch as Valve continues to make more updates. But I haven't even gotten to the supposed Steam Deck 2 yet so what is that all about? The speculation of a Steam Deck 2 comes from leaks of an AMD chip called Little Phoenix. These leaks actually happened a few months ago, but it kind of became relevant again recently. I'll get to that later. Still, this kind of passed most of the Steam Deck community by with nary a mention. The info dump for Little Phoenix comes from a video by Moore's Law is Dead, which I'll link below. The short version is this, Little Phoenix is a successor to Van Gogh. Van Gogh is a chip in the Steam Deck, but more importantly, it's not available anywhere else. A conversation around this leak spilled into Twitter and the Fox says it like this, Van Gogh was always meant for a singular client. Originally it was intended to be in the Microsoft Surface, but when that fell through, it ended up in the Steam Deck instead. So before we even get to specs, this begs the question of who and what is Little Phoenix intended for? 
everyone has assumed it's intended for Valve and a Steam Deck or a Steam Deck revision. Before I challenge that a bit, let's talk about those specs. Little Phoenix is an ultra low power and compact version of Phoenix. It's a Zen 4 RDNA 3 architecture with 4 cores and 8 threads. It should bring a 25 to 35% improvement per clock compared to Van Gogh. The tricky thing is that this APU would need the upcoming LPDDR5X RAM to get a really good boost in bandwidth. So what does that mean for real life gaming? The Fox says something like this should be able to do a 30 to 50% per watt improvement compared to Van Gogh. Realistically, that means we could get AAA current games at 60 FPS at the current 800p. Slightly older AAA at full HD and 60 FPS may be plausible as well, but this chip is slated for late 2023. The Steam Deck will be less than two years old and only a year since they got rid of the queue, and that's just in the original four regions. So is this for a Steam Deck revision? I don't think so. Does that mean some company other than Valve is the intended customer of this chip? I don't think so. I think Valve is absolutely the intended customer of this Van Gogh successor, but there are two pieces of potential Valve hardware that this chip could be for that are not a Steam Deck. Number one is a set-top box of some sort. I would expect it to be modular and allow for a connection to a GPU. But the more likely option is the VR headset Valve continues to work on, which goes by the codename Deckard. I won't go too deep into what we know about Deckard because sadly, it's Bradley recently did a very in-depth data dump that I'll link below. I think that one of the important takeaways that's been talked about for some time is that Valve wants to make hardware more like software. Many people have inferred that to mean that they want to make hardware more modular and easier to update. Being able to attach a little Phoenix mainboard to a Deckard for standalone VR seems very plausible at this point. And for what it's worth, Little Phoenix could end up just being R&D and end up not being used by anybody. But the timeline discussed so far is that the design of this chip just began as the design for the Phoenix chips was closing, and that suggests that it was not part of the initial plan for this generation of AMD APUs. So right now, my best guess is that Valve will use this in one of the several hardware projects that they have going on right now. And the fact that Valve has several hardware projects in flight suggests something else to me. They are serious about being in the video game hardware business and this is going to extend well past the Steam Deck. The thing I'm going to be keeping a close eye on is the Steam Controller 2, specifically because right now controllers with back paddles and extra configurations cost over $150. If Valve ships a control pad with two trackpads, two analog sticks, a D-pad, standard buttons and triggers, as well as gyro and back paddles for under $70, they automatically become the best controller for the money on the market. That's before they explore options like Hall Effect sticks and multiple profiles. Over night steam controller would become the de facto standard that other control pads get compared to. Despite our enthusiasm for the original steam controller, we have to admit that that would be a stark difference from when the first steam controller launched. Hey, by the way, I love making steam deck videos and if you're enjoying this one so far, drop me a like and if you want to catch more like this, then make sure you subscribe. Those both help out the channel a ton and help me keep doing what I'm doing. All right, it's time for my favorite segment. Add these to your wish list. By the way, keep your eyes peeled because I have free game codes coming for one of these games. First of all, as far as freebies go, Saturnalia and Warhammer 40k Mechanicus are free on Epic Game Store. Each of these games have been well received and are well worth a look. The Steam Screen Fest is live for another few days and I've got a few games you should check out. Carry On reaches a new historical low of 799 
Inscription and Pony Island match their historical lows of $11.99 and $0.99 cents respectively. Both of those have overwhelmingly positive ratings, so I highly recommend them. Finally, Black Mesa is $4.99 and an easy must-buy. There's also typical staples like the Resident Evil series, The Evil Within, Outlast, and V Rising, but you don't need me to tell you about those games. And finally, let me tell you about some games that are out now. First is Falling Out. This is a lighthearted roguelike that borrows some tropes from Spelunky, but feels entirely unique. As a platformer, it's whimsical but unorthodox, partially because you're in control of two characters at one. And as a roguelite, it is, as they say on the tin, flooded with features. There's crafting, new unlockable items via blueprints you find along the way, and the co-op is a natural fit with the two in-game characters. If you stuck around this long, you might be one of the lucky three to get the codes that are up on screen right now, but if not, pick it up for 15 bucks or add it to your wish list. Signalis is a game that I've been waiting for for some time now. It's a survival horror that feels familiar to the PS1 classics like Silent Hill or Resident Evil. It has tense moments, resource management, and a haunting mystery to uncover. The dystopian sci-fi narrative and atmosphere both seem particularly compelling, and by all accounts it plays well on deck. By the way, if you're a Humble Choice member, you can play this one at no extra cost. You should be able to install it via the Humble integration on Lutris. And the last game I'll mention is Cultic Chapter 1. This game has been out for a few weeks now, but I recently discovered it and it was phenomenal. This is a retro shooter where you start out dead, but you become revived and go on a vengeful rampage that can only be described as Rambo meets Lovecraft as you single-handedly take out the cult trying to revive all sorts of hell beasts. As one reviewer pointed out, it is to blood what Ion Fury was to Duke Nukem 3D. It is an absolutely amazing modern take on a classic shooter. I'll mention that it didn't perform quite as well as I would like on the Steam Deck. Without any tweaking, it could get as low as 40 FPS and soak up the deck's battery life pretty quickly. Next up is the community spotlight. I'll keep this real short before my channel update and giveaway. Notably, I just want to let you know that the maker of awesome Steam Deck skins, Mosquito, is now making matching skins for your dock. Buying the Cyberpunk Steam Deck skin? Well, now you can get a matching skin for the dock. Same goes for the Portal and Half-Life skins. Awesome stuff. Links are in the description. Alright that gang, so there are a few things going on at Fanda Deck. You probably noticed a new intro, and yeah, I'm currently going through a redesign that I'll be rolling out slowly over the next few weeks, so look out for that. It includes the new logo, but I also want to commemorate the current logo. Leave a comment for any ideas on how I can do that, maybe some old logo merch before I retire it. Anyone that leaves a comment with an idea will be entered into a $60 Steam Deck accessory giveaway. I'm not just giving away some random accessory that I already own. I'll buy you $60 worth of stuff that you want from JSOX and it'll ship to you directly from JSOX. So yeah, let me know a good way to commemorate the current logo before it's gone for good. Also if you missed it, I did three different Steam Deck collaborations recently. Me and a few other deck tubers did a highlight video for the last Steam Next Fest. That's on a new Steam Pals channel. Check the link in the description for that. I also teamed up with Bill at Nerdnest for an episode of his On Deck podcast. A couple days later, I was on the Decked Up podcast by Mikhail Casanova. Those were both very fun experiences and once again made me feel comfortable with potentially live streaming in the future. Let me know how I did and whether or not I should do some live streaming. Check those links in the description and until next time, deck gang out. Goodbye.